To see today's photo, go to mtforchrist.org or follow me, M.T. Clark, on Facebook or Twitter. Good morning. Today's photo of a cumulus cloud-filled sky over the Meteor Crater Natural Landmark in Winslow, Arizona, comes to us from my sister-in-law, Kat, as her and my big brother, Mega, spent their spring break traveling to a variety of sightseeing attractions throughout the Southwest. Well, it's Wednesday, and I share this photo of this massive crater, which is sort of the opposite of a hump, because although it is the midpoint in the typical work week, it isn't hump day for me. When is hump day not hump day? Before you come up with some crude joke as a response, let me help you. Hump day isn't hump day when you don't work. Hump day isn't hump day when you don't have a hump to get over. Now, I know there are undoubtedly some hump day purists out there that will demand that Wednesday be recognized as hump day, regardless of one's personal schedule, and will argue that hump day isn't subject to individual circumstances or preferences. For some, Wednesday is hump day, and nothing and no one is going to change that. But honestly, while I don't mean to cause a fight, I really think that the thing that makes hump day hump day is not just the passage of time past that odd numbered day in the middle of our week, but is the fact that we reached the middle of and surmounted the odd number middle day of a series of work-filled days. That the hump is meaningful because we are past the middle of our work obligations, right? Maybe. Heck, I know some some retired friends who are on permanent vacation and who live a life of Saturdays. Anyway, back to me. Because I have to work this Saturday, I have today, Wednesday off. So for me, yesterday, Tuesday, was a Friday of sorts. And today is the Saturday of what will be the first of my two one-day weekends this week as my second one-day weekend will be Sunday, as Saturday, because I have to work, will be warped into, the, into my second Friday. Do you know what I'm saying? Now, while this discourse on the way I am viewing this weird work week may be highly annoying to some of you <laughs> this morning, as I write this, I have discovered that there is a point to it all. The balance between objective reality, the facts of how things actually are, and subjective reality, the way we choose to view things, can make a significant difference in our lives. In our post-Christian society, some non-believing people would argue that there is no God and or any spiritual entities and angels and demons at all. To these atheistic materialists, God and his created spiritual beings don't exist. To them, they are not a part of what they would consider objective reality. But guess what? They are wrong. While we can all argue over what is real and what is not, and all come up with our own truths based on our individual circumstances and perspectives, if our worldview does not include the facts of objective reality, we will still be subject to those facts and will suffer from our failure to live in the quote-unquote real world. Now, I could go on a lengthy discourse about how the names of the days of the week themselves and the institutions and systems of our society itself, like the government and law and order, are subjective concepts that man has created and are thus illusory. 
but as much as I realize that most of our lives are smoke and mirrors, I prefer to point to the ultimate reality that will determine our eternal destiny and the one who created the stage on which we play out our lives, God. My jailhouse ministry, or maybe uh, death row, it sounds cooler, apologetics, uh, presents creation itself, the universe, and our inherent moral consciousness, God's law written on our hearts, as the evidence for God. Somebody up there created all this and made us to understand right and wrong. That's pretty basic and could lead us to have some some uh, have all types of different views of, of this creator God and have different views about what is wrong or, uh, or right. Uh, so let's get specific. Uh, the person of Jesus Christ takes all of the above and makes life a pass-fail test. Now, while we can all subjectively choose what we like in terms of what we think about Christ, we will all be subject to the objective reality about who he actually is. Christ's life, death, and resurrection, how he fulfilled the Old Testament prophecies of the coming Messiah, how his life has changed the course of human history and the lives of countless individuals who put their faith in him, adequately demonstrate the fact that Jesus is the Son of God and God the Son. Whether you believe in God or not, you are subject to the natural laws, like gravity, that he instituted with the creation of the universe. You deal with those every day. Likewise, you are subject to the spiritual laws of sin and death that God instituted. All men sin, and all men die. But the Lord, out of his mercy and grace, made a way for us to be set free from the law of sin and death. Romans 8.2 tells us, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Faith in Jesus Christ is the means by which we can be forgiven of our sins, and be given eternal life. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus frees us from death. We will live forever when we put our faith in Jesus. And it frees us from sin. When we place our faith in Christ, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit gives us the power we never had before. The Holy Spirit gives us the power to say no to our besetting sin and live a life of freedom and victory over them. But God gives us freedom to choose our own way, so we can choose to deny the truth of who Christ is and decide to not take him up on his gracious offer to save us, and either make our own or choose someone else's view of spiritual reality, which would include worldly philosophies, other religions, or a complete denial of any spiritual aspect to our lives. But just like me deciding it isn't really Wednesday today only to be called a liar or a fool by my Google Calendar and the rest of the working or non-working world that abides by the days of the week worldview, just because we decide to disbelieve in God's plan of redemption, believe in something else, or choose to only focus on the things of the world, one day we will have to face the fact that we deny the truth that the Creator wanted us to know and tried to warn us about. Christ's earthly ministry was focused on encouraging people to consider the things of God and to change their lives to follow the Lord in everything they did. In John 17, 17, Christ, referring to his, of his disciples, prayed to the Father to sancti sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. 
Christ in this prayer lets us all know that the Word of God is the truth, thus indicating that it can be trusted and that we should live by it. God's Word, the Holy Bible, tells us the truth of life and death and can guide us in our lives to be grounded in the objective reality that the universe was based on and will be subject to. A scientific view of the universe predicts the eventual death of all things, as the universe's processes will eventually run out of energy, go cold, and fade to black. But the Word of God tells us of a spiritual kingdom that created the physical universe and that will determine its future. Scientists can predict the death of the universe, but the Lord, who made literally everything out of nothing, has revealed to us that his plan calls for the reclaiming of the world by Christ's rule and reign and of the creation of a new heaven and new earth. God has revealed to us the future of his creation and his way to peace with him and eternal life. So instead of being clever in our own sight and developing our own worldview and making up our own truth for me, we would be wise to agree with the objective truth of ultimate reality that is revealed in God's word and decide to live according to it. When we stop ignoring the ultimate facts of life and choose to come in line with God's truth, we can finally stop hurting ourselves by living according to a system that just isn't true and will one day be exposed for the rebellious deception that it is. When we are reconciled to God through faith in Jesus Christ and decide to shape our lives according to his truths, we can have peace. So, keep walking and talking with God. Read his word to be grounded in the truth. God wants us to know his truth and to be at peace by accepting it and living by it. When we live in the context of God by reminding ourselves of his continual presence, we live in the truth of ultimate reality and are set free from the pains that come from investing ourselves in things that will fail to satisfy and that will eventually be expo exposed as false. When we live in a fantasy world based on our own subjective ideas and preferences, we will suffer when the truth of reality comes storming in. But when we live according to the truth, the way, and the life, we are not hiding in the shadows or stumbling in the darkness of the ways we wish life could be. Instead, we benefit from living in the light of how things actually are, where our path is clear and where we can confidently take one step at a time and be at peace all the way from here to eternity. Today's Bible verses comes to us from the New Living Translation Bible Promise Book for Men. This morning's meditation verses are Acts 2, 38 and 39. They say, then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is to you and to your children, and to all who are afar off, as many as the Lord our God will call. Today's Bible verses clearly present the truth of the need for our repentance and the fact that we receive the gift of the Holy Spirit when we are baptized in the name of Jesus. If the Lord of God calls us by revealing the truth of who Jesus Christ is, we have to answer the call. How do we do that? Well, we repent and become baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Romans 5.1 tells us, Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace 
with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Here we see we are justified by faith and have peace with God through Jesus Christ. The Apostle Paul's explanation of our faith, that is what it means and what it doesn't mean, continues into Romans 6 where it says, in Romans 6, 3, or do you not know that as many as of, <laughs> or do you not know that as many of us as were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? And guess what? There was no mention of water immersion between Romans 5, 1 and Romans 6, 3. To be baptized into Christ Jesus is to put our faith in him. So all who put their faith in Jesus are spiritually baptized in the name of Jesus. Although the thief on the cross didn't have the luxury of getting dunked into water by an ordained minister or even just splashed by an ordinary Christian brother or sister, when he asked Jesus to remember him when Christ went into his kingdom and Christ said, Assuredly, I say to you, today you will be with me in paradise, um, he was baptized in the name, you know, he was baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of his sins. Um, while every Christian who should, who can should perform the sacrament of water baptism, which is an outward expression of an inward spiritual change, if possible, all those who are who place their faith in Christ as Lord and Savior are baptized in the name of Jesus. As for the word repent. As Christians, we are disciples of Jesus Christ, and a, and a disciple is a student and an adherent of their, of their teacher. That, that means we know what our teacher teaches and endeavor to apply his teachings to our lives. Uh, Christ told us to pick up our, our cross and to follow him. The cross was a means of execution back then, so Jesus was in effect telling us to die and our, <laughs> die to our ways and to follow his ways for living. So when we do these things, repent and become baptized in the name of Jesus, we are given the seal of our salvation, the indwelling presence of the Holy Spirit. To enjoy the promise of God and to live out the abundant life that Christ calls us to, we must repent and believe. We must change the ways we act and the ways we think by agreeing with the truth of God's word and by leaning on and following the Spirit of God that we receive as our constant companion the moment that our proclamation of faith baptizes us in the name of Jesus. As always, I invite all to go to mtforchrist.org, where I invite all, well, where I always share insights from prominent Christian theologians and counselors to assist my brothers and sisters in Christ with their walk. Today we continue sharing from John Piper's Don't Waste Your Life. Um, and today, um, uh, the sections Piper shares, or I share from Piper, are all things were made for him. If we reject him, we reject God, and the gospel is the good news of the glory of Christ. So, if you want some more spiritual teaching um, from a Christian worldview, um, uh, go to mtforchrist.org and uh, check out the resource that we share at the end of today's blog post, and you know, go to the website. Um, and, and see all the different topical, you know, <laughs> uh, labels that we put out there um, for your areas of interest. Uh, we share a vast amount of uh, resources, basically, for the benefit of your Christian walk. As we have discovered our freedom in Christ, and our victory in Christ, and uh, we encourage people to walk in it as well. 
um, just because we know of the great joy and peace you can have when you walk in the Spirit day by day. Um, we do that by sharing our teachings uh, that we that we performed last year in uh, 2021. We, sh we did three classes, uh, Victory of the Darkness, uh, The Bondage Breaker, and Freedom in Christ. They're all based on the Word of God and the work of Dr. Neil Anderson. Uh, they're available on the podcast, and they're also available on our YouTube channel, MT for Christ 24-7. And that's uh, the link for that's uh, available on the podcast as well. Uh, well, no, it's, it's not available on the podcast. It's available on the blog. Um, so if you wanted to check out the, all the teachings are available on both platforms. And um, we also share our Bible study that we do once a week uh, with um, uh, Arthur and Susanna Sincati. Our Bible study is called uh, Bible Study with the Sincatis, and you can find all of those on the podcast. And we are endeavoring to get all of those on the YouTube site as well, as uh, I've making strides lately to organize the YouTube channel um, to, to get everything out there. Um, you know, because, you know, I was looking through all the Bible studies, and I'm like, wow, we've done a bunch of Bible studies. And, um, you know, when you do one thing, one you know, you do one thing once a, once a day, once a week, and you keep doing it, after a while, there's, there's an accumulation of work. And, um, you know, the, this work was a labor of love as I got together with my friends and we just discussed life and discussed the Word of God and what, what it shows us. But, man, you know, <laughs> I was just reviewing some of the messages and I'm like, We've we've done a, a lot of a lot of stuff with the Bible study, and um, you know these these quote unquote programs are you know available um, for others to check out, and I just think that's so cool that um, you know what we did for for fun and you know for edification for ourselves could could be used to help somebody else, and um, that's what that's what loving your neighbor as yourself is. is you know we t we went through great pains to learn these lessons in our life. And uh, finally, listen to the Holy Spirit, you know, lead us to truth and uh, to help us along the path. Um, and um, we want to help people to, to get there sooner than we did. So um, that's why we do what we do. And that's why we share what we share um, to help. Um, if somebody had told me, I don't know if I would have listened, but um, I would have appreciated it. Um, and that's it. You know, we're here to help one another uh, as Christians. And um and to show people um, the truth of ultimate reality and uh, that there's a God who loves us and there's, there's something beyond this world. Um, so let's, let's agree with it and, you know, come to the peace that comes from living in the truth. Um, so I have the day off, but the rest of y'all have to work. You're probably already there. Um, uh, as I, as I'm sort of falling behind in my regular schedule, uh, because I know I don't have to go to work. Um, but, um, Let's, let's pray and uh, send us all on our, on our way today. Lord God, Heavenly Father, thank you for another day in your kingdom. We thank you for uh, revealing to us the truth of ultimate reality, that this world, this universe is made for a purpose, for your glory, and that um, there's a way to, to come into peace with you, and that's through uh, your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Lord, we thank you for showing us that truth. We thank you for inviting us into the kingdom and inviting us into the fruit of the Spirit that's available when we follow you um, uh, in, in our lives and in our minds. Um, 
in everything we do. Um, Lord, we pray for the people listening today. We pray for them to be blessed. We pray for healing for those who need it, Lord. And we pray for you to come alongside people in their daily walk to help them to see what they need to see and do what they need to do to enjoy life and to represent your kingdom. And to, um, you know, both of those are not mutually exclusive. Um, as we, we've come to discover, as we walk into our purpose, you fulfill our, our needs and our wants. And uh, we find things like love, joy, and peace along the path. So, Lord, we thank you for all of this. We pray for the people uh, that are walking beside us in this walk of faith. And uh, we, we thank you, we love you, we praise you, and we pray all these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen.